Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Future Brew right here on MazeandBrew.com. I am Vaughn Lozon, and today we are starting our podcast with a very special guest. He's been committed to Michigan since Christmas Eve, making his commitment right there in his living room with a TV crew all ready for him, listed at 6'7", 285, hails from Monument, Colorado. Please give a warm welcome to Connor Jones. Connor, how you doing today, man? I'm doing great. How about yourself? I'm doing good. I, I appreciate it. And I, I appreciate you hopping on the podcast to do this interview. And uh, I hope our uh, listeners here uh, get a little bit more information about you because uh, I, I feel like uh, since you've been committed, I haven't really heard a ton from you. So I, I'm excited to ask you some questions here. And, and I'm sure that our listeners are excited to uh, learn a bit more about you. So first of all, how have you been doing this offseason? I heard that you had a bit of an injury to your hand. How did that happen? And how's the healing process going there? Um, so I did break my hand. Um, I was up at my gym. We were doing one-on-ones. And, um, you know, just got tied up in my hand and ended up breaking my, uh, my middle finger. It's the third metacarpal. It's the bone that connects to your middle finger inside of your hand. Um, and you know, as far as the healing process is going, it's going great. I'm back to basically normal right now. Um, you know, there's still a few things I got to get back, like my strength in, in my hand, my grip strength. And, you know, I'm working to get there, but you just got to take it slow and make sure it heals correctly. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I, I see that you've been doing some training still with uh, six zero and uh, with this training, uh, they had posted a few videos on Twitter that I had saw over the last couple of days. And it, it seems like with, with the training, it, it seems like the hand injury is non-existent because I, I was like looking out for, for all that. And it looked like everything was going pretty well. Is, is it kind of back to where it once was? I, I mean, I'm sure it's still not like a hundred percent, but as far as your training goes, is the, is the injury slowing you down at all a little bit right now? I mean, it looked like it was pretty good on those videos. Right now, not really. Um, 
you know, I don't feel any soreness until after my workouts, which is good. But when, when I'm in them, you know, it's just, it's me and that other guy that I, I'm competing with. So I, I don't feel like it's slowing me down at all. I wanted to ask you about this training that you've been doing because not every uh, recruit in football, not every prospect is able to uh, get this kind of training, uh, like what you're doing with six zero. How long have you been associated with them and how have they really taken your game to the next level? So I've been with coach Matt since, uh, it'll be going on three years at the end of May. Um, and you know, he, so his goal was really to, you know, fix the whole flyover state for Colorado. Um, cause as a lot of people know, Colorado is in a very heavy recruited state. Um, and like I just said, we are considered the flyover state for, for some colleges. Um, and what he does is he, he, he brings us in, um, you know, he pretty much tears us down and builds us back up on how, um, a D one player should be. And, you know, he teaches us stuff like, you know, film, um, you know, the, the board work side of it, um, teaches us techniques, um, and, you know, overall, like how to be able to acclimate to a D one college atmosphere. And, um, you know, also like help mentor us, um, and make sure like mentally we're ready to go in and, obviously physically making sure we're ready to go in. Um, and then, you know, it, not just in his goal is not to get us there, but to keep us there. So it, that kind of gives you an idea. It's, it's definitely yeah. next level training. Yeah. I mean, it, it definitely appears that way from, you know, me reading up on uh, this training that you do with six zero and the videos that are posted. I mean, it, it, it seems pretty serious. It, it seems like when you're doing the training, I mean, they're constantly shouting stuff at you, whether it's really good job, Connor, or you know, the one thing that I saw was when you were, when you were lifting, he, he kept saying, do one more for Ohio state, do one for more for Michigan state. I mean, it really seems like there's a lot of there, like, there's a deep connection there and that it, it really goes a long way with that training is, is the mental aspect of that something that they try to hit on as well as the physical aspect? Oh, 100%. It really seems that way. Just like I said, given the, everything that they're yelling at you when you, when you're doing your training, it, it seems really good. Um, let, let's shift to the recruiting aspect of things here, because when you committed back in December, obviously Ed Warner was still the coach uh, coaching the offensive line at Michigan. Now Sharon Moore has taken over that position and it seems like he's really hit the ground running on the recruiting trail, but also coaching up the guys that they currently have uh, in Ann Arbor. So I'm not going to ask you about coach Warner, but how has it been getting to know uh, coach Moore a little bit and then building that relationship uh, since he's taken over at the position? Yeah. Um, you know, I've had, um, I've had phone calls with coach Moore and we're, we're starting, we're really starting to build this relationship up. Um, I think he's a really cool dude. Um, and, um, as far as his coaching, you know, he's, he's been a part of that staff. Um, he was one of the few that weren't, that, that didn't end up leaving. Um, 
you know, he just transitioned over from the tight ends. And I think how I've seen some of the stuff that, you know, is posted on social media about the spring game and, uh, you know, about the, this whole like spring camp that they've been doing. And it's, it's just watching how the offensive line is developing. I think he is a really good coach. Um, and, um, we're, at, we're getting ready to talk some football and, uh, you know, plan out an official at some point, um, you know, and I don't think we're there yet, but I, I, I also think that we'll get there pretty fast before I get out, before I actually get out there being an early and really. Yeah. So I was going to ask you, cause you took a self-guided trip to Ann Arbor before you committed and, I'm sure you probably didn't get to see everything that you would want to see, whether it be the weight room or going inside the big house, doing whatever it was. Are you, do you have the official visit, like kind of like a time frame of when you may want to take that? Uh, probably sometime this summer, obviously, because that's when things are going to start opening back up uh, tentatively. Hopefully the dead period uh, gets lifted here with the NCAA uh, this June. So are you looking to to visit this June sometime later in the summer? Do you have that planned out yet? Uh, we do not have that planned out. Um, I'm still talking with my family, trying to plan out when the best time frame to go, um, whether it's during the season going for like a game day official visit or, you know, going in the summer and mm-hmm. doing official there. Okay. Um, but okay. yeah, we, we don't have it planned out yet. Got it. Okay. I'm going back to coach Moore for just a second now, in, in the conversations that you've had with him. And I, I know it's a growing relationship here, but uh, with the a short amount of time that you've had to communicate with him, has he given you any assignments on things to get better uh, in your game for your senior season or did you kind of already have some things in mind that you knew that you wanted to improve on before enrolling early at U of M? Well, I mean, obviously, you know, I need to work on everything because I'm not, I'm not there yet. So, um, you know, I, I need to get better all, all around. Um, I don't think that I'm the best in any case or scenario, but I'm always working towards being the best. Um, and, you know, he's, he's kind of said the same thing, you know, just keep working, doing what I'm doing um, because what I'm doing is going to put me in a good spot when I get up there. Um, and, you know, um, he, he thinks that I'm, I'll be ready to come in and, and compete with these, with these guys who are already there. Now, is there a specific position that you yourself can envision yourself playing in college or are you trying to just kind of focus on working on yourself and then if things will work itself out, like once you settle into a certain position uh, down the road? Well, I'm definitely open to playing any position that I can. Um, you know, I want to get on the field. I want to get myself out there because like I've said in many other many other conversations I've had with, with other people, um, plan A and plan B is the NFL. So wherever I can get to put myself in that position to go to the NFL, you know, I'm going to do it. If I had to pick a position, you know, left tackle, it's my spot. It's I'm getting ready to play my second year starting at left tackle this, this year for my high school and I'm loving it. And, um, that's where I would want to play if I had to choose, but I'm not picky. I'll play anywhere he wants me to play. Gotcha. 
team player right there, man. What is the bond like between you and uh, the other commits in, in this class for Michigan? Do you guys chat often? And if so, who are you really tight with in this class? Um, right now, you know, we, we have a group chat on, uh, on Snapchat, but, um, you know, it's kind of hard to build that relationship because we're all on different schedules. Um, I think we will build it um, as soon as I get out there as soon as we can all connect when we're on campus. But, um, and it's, it's also hard to say, cause I don't, I, I'm not in these guys' minds. I can't tell what their plans are either. So, mm-hmm. but um, I am, in, uh, you know, I have a group chat with guys like Cody Jones um, and some of these defensive commits. Um, and as far as like the 21 class, I haven't met anyone from there yet. Um, but I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I like, I would like to say I'm pretty good at building relationships. So I don't think it'd take me too long once I get on campus. Are there any guys in this, uh, 2022 class that, uh, you're talking with, uh, about Michigan? Are you recruiting anybody, especially along the offensive line? Are there any guys in general that Sharon Moore and some of these other coaches have talked with you about that, uh, they really recruiting hard and, and you're kind of going after as well. I mean, not, I'm, I, I wouldn't say recruiting. Um, they pretty much told me to keep my nose down and grind and, um, you know, check in and some of these guys like Gavin saw Chuck and George Fitzpatrick. Um, but you know, I, I, I'm not like actively recruit, helping recruit anyone. Okay. Now, when you do end up taking your official visit, I would imagine I kind of like what you said. You're, you're hoping to interact with, with your classmates here when you do end up taking that official. But is, is there anything specific that you're really looking forward to doing or seeing? Because like we kind of talked about earlier with your self-guided visit, you probably weren't able to do a ton in the grand scheme of things just because things were closed and you couldn't meet with any of the coaches, things along those lines. So is there anything that you're really, really looking forward to when you get back out to Ann Arbor, whenever that may be? Well, I mean, it's uh, meeting the coaches in person because I haven't done that yet. Um, Also, you know, just looking at the facilities because I wasn't able to do that. Um, and, you know, just actually seeing everything, not in a COVID state. Yeah, I'm, I, I can imagine that it was probably pretty challenging the first time you went there because, I mean, you, you visited some other schools along the way as well during that uh, weekend that you took to, to take those unofficial visits. So, yeah, I can certainly imagine that uh, seeing the facilities up close and especially meeting the coaches because, I would imagine that that's probably a big reason why you ended up committing to Michigan is, is because of the relationships that you've built and the relationships that you continue to build. Would, would you say that that's fairly accurate in, in your commitment to Michigan? I'd say it is. Um, I definitely, it was definitely, it was, a factor in my commitment. Um, but you know, I, I told my parents and I told my trainer and my coaches at the high school 
that if I was going to commit somewhere, it wasn't going to be because of the coaches, because of everything that could change. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I wanted to commit to a school that I, I truly wanted to go to. And, you know, Michigan was it. Um, now, with that being said, the coaches that are on staff right now, I'm super excited to get working with them. I feel like that we would uh, click very well. What, what Are you eyeballing anything in uh, the academic side right now? Do you have a major that you have set or are you kind of open to exploring all of that a little bit down the road? Well, I want to get into sports medicine. I want to start out with kinesiology and then maybe come back from my graduate degree in uh, physiology. Um, but, you know, I just, I, I that's like my plan D because, yeah. um, you know, it's just another way to stay close to the game. Yeah. I mean, like you said earlier, plan A and B are the NFL. I mean, that, that's, that's probably a priority, a number one, two, three, four, and five for you uh, when it comes to, your future. And yeah, that, that's a great major to, to want to go in and, and stay close to the game. Um, it definitely would be a good, good retirement option for after the NFL. Um, if, if you're able to do that and I wish you all the best of luck with that. I mean, that's, that's really great to have that plan in place. Have, have your parents, have you, have you spoken with them about this plan that you have and how, how have they helped shape what you want to do in the future? Well, I mean, my parents are really supportive of what I do and uh, really supportive of my decisions I've made up to this point. Um, and, you know, I, I can connect really well with my mom when it comes to the kinesiology and physiology side with it. Um, she did she did a little bit of athletic training when she was in college. So um, and then, you know, my, my dad, when I told him that that's what I wanted to go in, he, he just told me to go for it. So. That's awesome to have that support. I mean, it's it's a really big thing uh, growing up to have that support. And it certainly sounds like uh, you've you've got that not only from your parents, but your coaches and everybody else around you. So, uh, Connor, I uh, I really appreciate the conversation today. Thanks for hopping on a future brew here. And uh, I wish you all the best of luck with your senior season. Good luck with all of that. Thank you. All right, We will be right back with more future brew. Stick around. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors in life, whether they be big, small, or anywhere in between. And when we keep those bottled up, it can start to affect us in a negative way. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched up with a licensed therapist. And if for some reason that therapist isn't working out for you, you can switch at any time for no additional charge. Get life's challenges off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Block M to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Block M. 
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Future Brew. Thanks for sticking around. And just wanted to uh, give a major thank you. Shout out to Connor Jones for joining us this week on the podcast. Greatly appreciated the insight that he was able to provide. And now I want to bring in my co-host today, John Simmons. John, how you doing? Good. Uh, recruiting visit should be coming back soon. I'm excited. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm really pumped, too. We're going to talk about that in just a little bit. But I just wanted to ask you, uh, just in regards to uh, Connor's answers to some of my questions, I, I, I found a few things pretty interesting from what he had to say. But uh, I'll, I'll save my thoughts for after you. I, I want to get your take on what stood out among Connor's answers uh, to the interview uh, just now. Uh, I really like his attitude listening to your convo with him uh, just about how he views himself getting better as a prospect. You know, he said he still has a ways to go and that he's always working to get better. And you definitely see that, you know, on social media, he's posting things from six zero all the time at 5 a.m., 6 a.m., you know, doing three workouts a day. So he's definitely getting after it. And I think he has the attitude of always improving every day, which uh, you really obviously like to see as a future Michigan guy. And that he, you know, he's already uh, has a plan for a major and he's talking about wanting to go to grad school, um, which is pretty impressive. I think it's cool that he already has an idea of what he wants to do, even though, you know, he's talking about NFL being plan A and plan B. Um, it's good always to have, uh, you know, an idea if that doesn't work out too. So I think he's a smart kid and a hard worker, um, you know, who is able to recognize things that he needs to improve on and uh, make himself a really well-rounded player. I agree with all that. I, I think he's a really smart kid, real good kid, obviously uh, ha- has a good pair of parents there, a good mom and dad giving him the encouragement that he needs to not only just set up a plan for his future, but be able to execute that as well. And obviously committing to Michigan is just a, a very small part of that plan, wanting to get to the NFL. And once the NFL is over, then do everything that he has in store for him with grad school. And Yeah, I mean, he, he definitely uh, has really mapped out his life. And it's definitely something I didn't do at his age. And I'm sure a lot of people haven't uh, had the chance to do that when they were that young either, Uh, just a junior in high school going into his senior year. So uh, he's definitely got a brain. That's for sure. Has the mental attitude to compete along the offensive line. And yeah, I, I really liked the comments that he gave wanting to get better at everything because I, I just asked him very, you know, just kind of vague, just what, what do you want to get better at? And it really doesn't seem like there's just one or two things. It really seems like he wants to improve upon everything before getting to Michigan and competing with the other guys along the offensive line. Um, so I, I think there's good potential there with Connor Jones and, and the fact that he's excited to get on campus for an official at some point, even though it hasn't been planned out yet. And 
establish and, or well continue to uh, forge the relationships with Sharon Moore and Jim Harbaugh and everybody else on the offensive staff. It's just really encouraging and, and very refreshing to have a conversation like that uh, with Connor Jones. So again, just wanted to uh, uh, thank him for hopping on the podcast and uh, hope to get him back at some point soon. He, he was a good interview and uh, greatly appreciated it. So, John, let's get to some other recruiting news here today. Um, a pretty exciting report that you kind of alluded to uh, coming out of CBS Sports today, and that's the news that the NCAA dead period is expected to be officially ending uh, once June hits. So prospects in the 22 class will be able to take these official visits. And another recruit who is set to officially visit Michigan for Victor's weekend on June 18th, the weekend of June 18th, is three-star defensive tackle Sir Mels, and he is listed at 6'4", 310 pounds, hails from Henderson, Nevada, is number 769 overall on the 24-7 sports composite. There's a crystal ball in for Washington, but don't let that fool you because that was left in there from after he decommitted from Washington back in February. It was actually the same day that Michigan offered him uh, is the same day that he decommitted from the Huskies there. And he holds other offers from schools like Oregon, USC, Arizona. So a lot of West schools are like Pac-12 country. And then he's got an offer from Maryland and he's going to be officially visiting Maryland the week after his official to Ann Arbor. And he has one set up for Oregon as well. Not sure exactly when that's going to be, but he will be officially visiting Oregon too. So John, uh, like I said, he was offered by Michigan back in February. So to get him to uh, get on campus for an official visit to lock in an official visit is pretty good work and quick work by the staff to be able to uh, get him uh, not only just really interested in Michigan, but to really commit to the fact to uh, fly from Nevada to Michigan. It's, it's not like it's uh, <laughs> he's not like he's a kid from Ohio or Indiana or something like that. I mean, he, he's going to have to come out a little ways for this official visit. So to really get all of that squared out in just a couple months is really good work by the staff. Yeah. And I think looking at the timing of when they offered Mel's, I think they're waiting to jump on him, um, you know, offering the same day that he decommitted from Washington. I think clearly he was on their radar for a bit. And when he opened up his recruitment, Michigan was ready to fire off that offer to him. And I think he's one of the, their key prospects at that nose position. Um, they're going to need those bigger guys above 300 pounds to play in the middle of the defensive line. And Mel's definitely has that. And watching the tape, I think he – his best trait is his sideline side ability. He's For a guy that size, he's able to move uh, really well to go down the line and uh, chase the ball carrier and get tackles, um, you know, outside of his normal, uh, you know, A-gap responsibilities. So I think uh, he's a pretty versatile player. He would be a good addition to, to the roster for sure. Yeah, you hit on a really key point there, John, and in my opinion at least, and that's the fact that, Michigan is really in need of guys like him in this 22 class. They've already got one guy committed along the defensive line, and that's in-state three-star Devontae Miles. But I really don't know if he's going to be an inside guy or a guy that comes off the edge in this new scheme. So to have a guy or two like Mel's, uh, is really what they need in this class, someone who can be a gap plugger because they don't really have many of those guys on the roster right now. 
obviously they've got Donovan Jeter, they've got Chris Hinton, and they've got Mozzie Smith. And really after that, it's just the true freshmen. So they're really going to need these types of guys along the defensive line in this class, a couple of them at the very least. And with him also visiting Maryland, um, it really doesn't seem like distance is going to be a big factor in this recruitment, which is certainly good news uh, for Michigan. So just a few of the other defensive tackles that they're really in on Walter Nolan, the five-star we've talked about him a ton. Dominique orange is an interesting prospect from Kansas city. He's a three-star guy, Peter Taipu uh, listed at six, five, three fifty. So he's really a, a true interior guy and a few unranked guys, Jordan Phillips, six, three, two ninety, And then hero Kanu, uh, who, obviously will not be ranked for our unranked for very long after all of these offers that he's been getting, but he's six, five, two ninety three. Uh, so to get some of these other guys other than Mel's to take an official visit is really that next step in my opinion for the defensive coaching staff, because all these other guys outside of Nolan are not locked into an official visit to Michigan yet. So um, really got some work to do with some of these other D tackles to get on campus this summer, especially these unranked guys like Phillips and Kanu, who probably will be a bigger prospects at some point in the near future, John. Yeah. I can even throw in another unranked guy. They offered is Kenneth Grant from who's from Indiana. Yeah. He's listed at 335, and he's just planet sized. He's huge. Um, so he's another guy I think that Michigan's going after. And I think, a lot of these uh, nose tackles, I think their rankings can be kind of uh, deflated just because of their their size and how sites like 24-7 like to rate prospects. You know, they look at guys on the line and they found that um, people who are drafted are usually underweight and they add weight on later. But I think for the nose tackle position, the rankings can kind of belie their true ability. I think back to the Wisconsin game, I think uh, in 2019 when they were starting their freshman uh, three-star nose tackle who was like ranked in the thousands. And of course they, uh, you know, control the line of scrimmage all day that day and crush Michigan. So I think um, for this, you're really looking at the traits and the body composition. And, you know, I would look at the tape instead of just looking at the rankings for these interior guys. How many guys along the interior defensive line do you think they need in this class? I, I really think that they need at least two. I don't think they can really settle for one. What do you think? Yeah, I think getting two would be good on it. They, they were able to pull like Iwana uh, late last cycle, which will help, um, you know, kind of bridge the gap there. He projects probably to nose. Um, but yeah, getting two of these guys is going to be uh, necessary for sure. I think, you know, they've been going after Taipu from Washington, even under the old staff, he was like, the one guy over 300 pounds that Don Brown let Sean Newer recruit, it sounds like. So that longevity has been there. Um, and then obviously Mel's getting the official visit is uh, up there in likelihood of committing. And then whenever, I mean, they'll take Walter Nolan no matter what, obviously. Yeah. And he has the versatility to play across the line. He's just that athletic, but he could definitely do a lot of damage at the nose as well. So um, two or three guys, I think, uh, maybe they'll take a tweener with a defensive end, defensive tackle type guy too. Uh, we'll have to see. Now, where do you think Miles lines up in this? Do you th would you consider him one of the few interior guys? Because I mean, at this point, it, it, he could be kind of a tweener in this new scheme. But I mean, it, the fact that there could be some versatility there could lead to Michigan perhaps wanting to take a few true interior guys along with him. What do you uh, What do you uh, have to say about? 
about his potential uh, along the D-line in Michigan. Yeah, so at River Rouge, they play a 3-4 already, and he's uh, a defensive end. He plays on the outside, and part of that is because Pius Adjugo, the guy uh, Michigan fans were hoping Michigan would offer last cycle, um, was playing nose for them, and he's like 335, and Devontae Miles is only 275. So he's playing defensive end right now, and I think that's probably where they'll keep him. Yeah. Um, I think that they're definitely tracking his progress, though, with the, the new defensive staff. I think they're um, wanting to see more development from him. And, uh, you know, I, could, I think uh, based on his senior film, they could decide further where, what position they want him for sure. Agreed. Yeah, I, I really think that that's probably in line for his future in Ann Arbor. But I mean, the versatility is there. If he packs on some pounds, get him in the weight room, who knows? But I, I would imagine that they would probably want to take a few true interior guys. And then if you get a guy like Walter Nolan that you can line up anywhere, yeah, you definitely take that just because of how freaky talented and athletic he is. So will be interesting to monitor. Uh, it, it's good that they're able to get a couple of these guys locked in on official visits, but they're going to need, if they want any chance of landing some of these other guys, they're going to need uh, uh, to, to really hone in on getting more visits locked in. And uh, with the uh, recruiting dead period uh, reportedly, at least being lifted at the end of May going into June, and they should probably get on that pretty quickly uh, if they haven't already, which I would definitely hope that they would uh, already be working on that. So uh, real quick, let's uh, just talk about our sponsor here on Mason Brew Podcasts, and we'll get back to some more recruiting. And that is Homefield. Homefield is a premium collegiate apparel brand based out of Indianapolis. Not only is their stuff comfortable, but it is officially licensed gear, so they really don't screw around when it comes to their designs. The cool thing about Homefield is the team over there studies every school's history, tradition, and legacies to create thoughtful designs that tell the unique story of each university. And they've got some Really amazing original Michigan designs that you will not find anywhere else. T-shirts, crewnecks, you name it, they've got it. They will help you stay cozy. So if you're looking for some vintage apparel, look no further than a home field. And use that promo code MNB to get 20% off the entire first order. You heard that right? That's not 20% off one first, or one item. That is your entire first order on home field apparel. So again, promo code MNB at checkout and you'll get 20% off. So head over to homefieldapparel.com, start shopping today. Now let's switch gears to end the show, John. Over the last week or so, Michigan has made it onto the top list of a couple four-star linemen in the 22 class and one guy on offense, one guy on defense. The first guy is four-star defensive lineman, Anthony Lucas listed at six, four and a half, 279. He is from Scottsdale, Arizona. He's listed as the number one player in his state, number 10 defensive tackle and number 119 overall player on the composite 24 seven has him ranked much higher than that. They've got him a borderline five-star status there. So uh, Lucas included Michigan, Notre Dame, Oregon, Texas, Georgia, Alabama, UCLA, Florida State, USC, and Texas A&M in his top 10 list. So pretty stiff competition there. Um, also putting Michigan on a top list of his is Malik Ogbo, a four-star offensive lineman from the state of Washington, listed as number six in his state, number 30 offensive tackle, number 268 overall. He released a top 12 
and it is just littered with blue bloods. You've got Oklahoma, Texas, Miami, Alabama, LSU, Tennessee, Arizona State, Washington, Oregon, Florida, USC. So, again, uh, pretty good schools uh, competing there for his services, John. So I really think at this point, John, the guy that Michigan has the best chance with among these two guys is Anthony Lucas. He's been pretty receptive to Sean Nua and the coaching staff so far, it appears. And with the way that Ogbo has been setting up official visits and not having any of them be to Michigan so far, it really doesn't seem, in my opinion at least, that Michigan's in the upper half of that top list that he released. Uh, Ogbo has official visits scheduled to Miami for June 4th, LSU for June 11th, and then Oklahoma for June 18th. So ain't really looking great there. In my opinion, John, what do you say? Yeah, I think I was actually thinking while you were talking about that, who has who Michigan has a better shot with. And I think it's pretty tough to decide because they're in similar spots. I do think uh, Agbo is slightly more likely because I think the, the trend arrow is going up um, for Michigan here because of Sharon Moore's uh, efforts here. I think he's really made Agbo a priority and is uh, ramping up the heat on him. So I think – uh, Michigan's probably around the middle of the pack in that list. Uh, you mentioned the visits he's already going on. Those three teams are probably at the top, and they're they're pretty imposing uh, schools to go against, especially you know a school like Oklahoma with Bill Bedenbaugh, the O line coach. He's one of the most respected yeah. guys in the game, and Michigan's gone up against them for a couple of O linemen, and it usually hasn't fared well. So um, I think it does show that he's willing to leave the region, though, uh, out of the Pacific Northwest. So uh, I think he's. Uh, open to going wherever in the country. I think if more can keep the pressure on uh, for the next couple of weeks, I think they can nab one of those final two official visits uh, for Agbo. And then from there, you just kind of got to see how uh, he responds to the visit and how, you know, other classes shape up. Cause you know, I, I see Oklahoma got a uh, crystal ball for another top two, four, seven guy on the offensive line lately. And so we'll just have to see how it shakes out. Yeah, if they're able to lock in some official visits, uh, it, let's just take, for example, Agbo. I mean, he's already setting up official visits this summer for these other schools that I already mentioned. So if Michigan's not able to get him on one of these, I, I would say, premier summer official visits like the Victor's weekend for June 18th, I would try and get him on campus for a game uh, this fall because, in, in my opinion, Michigan, Michigan knocks it out of the park for official visits first and foremost. But when, when it comes to the game day atmosphere, I think they do uh, as good of a job as anybody laying out the red carpet, especially for guys that they really want. So yeah, Sheryl Moore has done a very good job with Ogbo getting that connection started and then continuing that and really pushing for him at this point, it, it really looks like a tough pull, but Moore has, done everything he can at this point with him. So if he's able to get an official visit locked in for him or for a guy like Lucas, who at this point, I, I'm not sure if he has any official visits locked in at all, but when it comes to it, if it ain't going to be the summer, I would hope that it's sometime in the fall for one of these game days. Uh, they really weren't able to hit on that uh, this past cycle, obviously because of COVID they had one weekend, uh, the Wisconsin game, I believe it was where they had, guys like J.J. McCarthy and some of the other top targets up at, at the time kind of just doing their own thing. Uh, but when it comes to these official visits, they, they got to get some of these guys on these game days. And I, I think that would be a really good opportunity for Lucas or Agbo 
to really experience Ann Arbor. And if they're really looking to leave their area, which is uh, on the more on the West coast and, and with the other schools on their list, it really looks like they're open to any school, any location at this point. I would really hope that they'd be able to get them up on uh, an official visit for a game day. I, I think that would really go a long way for both of these guys in particular. Yeah, for sure. I was um, writing about George Petaway, the running back of Virginia for the recruiting roundup that'll be up on Tuesday on the site. And he, you know, he has a pretty big list still like uh, Agbo and Lucas. And he basically said, he's just going to take June as go on a bunch of unofficial visits to all of, of as many schools as he can get to. And then yeah. um, take officials, I think later in the fall, which I think is a good strategy if you have, uh, a longer list of suitors still is just kind of take on officials and, and try to whittle it down to the schools that you like the best and then take officials in the fall. I think that's, uh, that makes the most sense to me, but um, you know, with kids not being able to uh, go on trips for over a year now, I think they're the impetus is just on them to, to get to as many campuses as they can. I think there's going to be a huge influx of visitors way more than the last few cycles. Um, in, in this summer and we'll see if uh, the NCAA opens up the July and August for visits, um, which they usually don't just to give players more time, which I think would be a good idea for sure. Um, Michigan could have, you know, more events like the barbecue at the big house that they usually do at the end of July um, yep. and just try to maximize their potential. Cause like you said, they, they really kill it on uh, visits. I think that's one of the best aspects of their recruiting strategy. So getting as many guys on campus as possible will only help them. Well, if there's one thing I've learned over the course of the last few years covering recruiting, it's never trust the NCAA to do anything good. So <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens. I do agree. That would be a great idea to be able to really get the most out of the recruiting experience for these kids because they, I mean, they weren't able to take any visits this past year and the 21 class kind of got screwed in that sense with their officials, but yeah, I agree. I think being able to give these 22 kids an opportunity to visit as many schools as possible. And I agree. I, I like the way Petaway is doing it too, with the unofficials early on and then taking the officials later. If it's really going to take that long for a kid to decide, I think that's the way to do it. Quite frankly, um, really get a full experience without the game day experience. And then with it later on, I think that's a good way to do it. Um, John, I, a, any other final thoughts uh, on either Lucas or Ogbo or any, any, I guess just anything in general when it comes to this recruiting dead period being lifted? No, I'm just excited to, to see the crew of guys that Michigan's going to get on campus. You know, I think Michigan's making some personnel uh, hiring from what it sounds like to expand their recruiting department, and hopefully that'll uh, show some more results. And I'm just excited to write those visitor lists coming up. Yeah, I, I'm excited too. It, it's it's a great opportunity for the kids, great opportunity for the schools, and it's great opportunity for us to be able to cover it and share it with everybody. So I'm greatly looking forward to it. Uh, everybody, thanks for tuning into this week's Future Brew. Much appreciated as always. You can follow me on Twitter at Vaughn underscore Lozon. John, where are you at, my friend? At Simmons underscore John. Follow Maze and Brew on Twitter at Maze and Brew. Give us a like on Instagram, Facebook, all that stuff. Go check out Stephen Ostentoski's work on the YouTube channel. He's always pumping out content. Even in the off season, he's got a full content plan. If you haven't seen his plan for the YouTube channel for 
uh, the summer and the spring, uh, go check it out. That is on the page right now. And be sure to give all of our podcast five-star ratings and to subscribe to our podcast wherever you get them. We would greatly appreciate it. Uh, for John Simmons, I am Vaughn Lozon. We'll be back next week. Go Blue.